The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And Jesus replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then Jesus said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then Jesus told him a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus it will be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, we continue, as I said at the beginning of Mass, to walk with Jesus to Jerusalem. In the ninth chapter of St. Luke, he set his face as flint towards Jerusalem. So we're going to be walking with him uh, throughout these months up till um, Advent time. The setting for today's gospel is kind of uh, important. It's kind of curious for me anyway. Um, before you come to Mass, I really suggest that you read the, the readings. There's probably an app. There's you know, the missalette or whatnot. But when you do that, when you read like today's gospel, read a little bit before. Uh, you'll get an idea of, of you know, what's going on, where the storyline is continuing. And in some ways, what I like to know is what's the physical setting? Where is Jesus? Is he indoors? Is he outdoors? There's a bunch of people, little people. Uh, disciples, the apostles, you know, all those sort of things. Uh, so that kind of sets the setting for you. In today's gospel, uh, St. Luke, prior to what I read, said that the people had gathered in their thousands so that they were treading upon one another. And Jesus began to, to preach to them, began to teach them. When I first read that, I thought, well, I wonder if that was really true. I wonder if that was kind of a, what we call a hyperbole, a kind of a, uh, an exaggeration. But then I thought about our sanctuary here, our, our church. Uh, we have 750 chairs in here. So uh, much to the chagrin to the fire marshal, I'm sure we could get about 1,000 people in this space if we had to. You'd be kind of treading upon one another. And if you think about this space and maybe just the space out there in the plaza, you could probably fit a couple thousand people in here. So I thought, nope, that's probably accurate of what Luke was describing. So that was the setting. And out of the crowd came a voice, you know, the, the man's, you know, obviously in, uh, in an argument with his brother. And this is the 12th chapter of St. Luke. And the theme is treasure of heaven versus treasure here on earth. Treasure in heaven 
treasure on earth. Now, as I've taught you, the first reading from the Old Testament always parallels with the gospel reading from uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. In today's parallel, the first reading is from the Ecclesiastes uh, or Sirach. And if you're ever depressed, do not read it. Okay? He's basically saying, vanity of vanities, what's the use? Everything's just going to die. Who cares? Okay? So it's not the best book for you to go to when you're depressed. But remember, this is the Old Testament. This is before the good news. And what's so good about the news of Jesus Christ? That there's life after life. So the first reading is really calling the the readers is that, yeah, you've got to live life to the fullest here because this is it. This is it. And even that doesn't quite do it. So it's a very depressing thought. And that's where Jesus picks up that depressing thought and he presents the good news of life after life. Therefore, our life here on earth prepares us for eternal life. But we must live our life here on earth as if we're on a pilgrimage, as if we're a visitor. We're not home yet. Our home is with the Lord in heaven. And sometimes we forget that. Maybe some of you have traveled this summer. Maybe you've even been on an airplane and gone to a far off country or something. And eventually you're kind of ready to come home. You're ready to come back. That's the yearning that we want to have. You want to come home where you can have shampoo and big bottles instead of three-ounce bottles. (laughs) You know, all those awkward things of traveling. But that's the way we are here on earth. Because this here on earth, this isn't it. We have something much, much more that we are expecting and our Lord has promised to us. We know this. We know that our lives and our possessions, are they're not our own. We are simply stewards of them. They are means, not the end. Our lives are here on earth is a means, not the end. I know that sometimes we do struggle with our, our possessions, but what I find more common amongst us is we struggle with relationships. The God-given desire to love and to be loved it's a God-given desire that oftentimes becomes what I would call hijacked by the enemy. St. Augustine says that sin is like an arrow going to a target and just missing a little bit. So sin oftentimes is trying to pursue something good, but it misses its mark. It's like it's been hijacked. So our family, our friends, our sexuality, our ability to love and to be loved. These are wonderful, wonderful gifts from the Lord. But they are gifts. They're not the end in themselves. But rather a gift that should lead us to loving God with our whole heart, mind, and soul. Now Jesus in today's gospel is not telling us not to embrace life. Not to live life to the fullest. He himself ate, drank, and was joyful. He himself was accused of being a drunkard and a glutton. Not that he was, but rather it shows that he did partake in the joys of life. But these joys were always orientated to his love of God the Father. 
St. Paul reminds us that if we were raised with Christ, seek what is above. And when we came into church, you might have dipped your hands into the, the baptismal font and made the sign of the cross. That's renewing your belief that you have died with Christ and you also have risen with Jesus Christ. So therefore, your whole heart, with your whole heart, you want to seek that which is above. This means that our family, our friends, our sexuality, our possessions, all of our relationships, they're not an end in themselves. But rather, these lead us to the love of God with our whole heart, mind, and soul. This is something we've got to do now, not in the future. St. John Paul II reminded us that the future starts today, not tomorrow. But if you're like me, you might look back on your life and say, I think I failed miserably. I think I tangled up my priorities, my relationships, my possessions, my pride. If you feel that way, then hang on. Because next week, our Lord will continue his journey to Jerusalem. And he's going to say this. He's going to remind us. He's going to say, do not be afraid any longer. For your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. In other words, God wants us. He wants us to be in relationship. He knows that all of these things are going to be contrary here on earth. And we're going to get stuck at times. But he loves us so much that he's going to keep beckoning us to heaven. So be reconciled. Be at peace. Continue to strive to walk with Jesus, even in the midst of weeds and the lights that are contrary to the gospel. Jesus will not allow us to perish. So remain close to him because he is our treasure.